You're listening to the Who's Driving Your Car podcast, episode 60. Hello and welcome to the Who's Driving Your Car podcast, where we discuss not only who or what might be driving your life, but also the great views and experiences along the way. Do you drive in the fast lane like my wife, or do you feel like you're stuck in first gear? You only get one life to live, and it can be either a total wreck or a beautiful cruise into the sunset. We are three friends that have collectively experienced almost anything that could possibly happen in this crazy world, and we'll be discussing our personal reflections and experiences so hopefully you can avoid running out of gas and truly enjoy the wind blowing in your hair. So hop on in with us for a little road trip called life, and let's discuss who's driving your car. Aye! What's crack a in podcast world? Welcome back to Who's Driving Your Car, episode 60. Sesenta. <laughs> Made it for another decade into the sixes here. What y'all think another about that? Another decade, fellas? huh? Yeah. Okay. That's awesome. I'm saying that right. Okay. Yeah. Just clarifying. Since you bring that up, I do have some uh, some other language we need to clear up, I guess. Um, you said something on the podcast a while back that... I got a message. Somebody wants some clarification. They want a definition for you. You said, why, why are you giggling? This is this has been know. an I'm ongoing just... issue for Hot Dog Gear. No, I'm just Be giggling because I didn't see this those. coming. Yeah. Okay. You referred to something as a genre. Genre. Like a genre. Okay. So that doesn't refer to me and something to do with my um, artistic uh, composition or musical literature or creation. Probably not, no. Okay. I think it's just my just... spin on genre, like okay. music genre. All right, now we got that clear. Go ahead, move forward. Although yeah. I think we've def- come up with a new term, a genre. <laughs> that has to do with something that Steve particularly <laughs> likes. I was, I'd already wrote it down, Sorry. possible spelling, J-O-H-N, uh, or, or A-H. So it's probably going to be in the new dictionary shortly. You That's know, awesome. it goes right into the fly happenings, bro. Exactly. That's why they just <laughs> wanted some clarification on it. So I had to bring it up. That's how I am, man of the people. You know, I ask for people to give us input. And whenever I get it, we're going to let it ride. You know, I started using, but time out. I'm sorry, listeners. Um, the topic today, <laughs> we forgot to tell y'all, is first impressions. So we are going to dive into that a little bit. But I will say, diving back to where John was for a minute. Um, I've been using my kitchen more, you know, working on making some eggs, trying to learn how to cook. And I noticed that half a glass, man, I'm tempted to use it. That's there waiting for you, man. It is. It'll be interesting to see that half a glass completely full, (laughs) completely full. (laughs) Oh man. But on today's topic, we are going to discuss first impressions. I think it'll be a pretty good topic. You know, when maybe a job interview, going out on a date or first time mm-hmm. you meet somebody like when I met these two guys. Oh god. The value of first impressions <laughs> and what kind of goes behind them. What y'all think about that? Steve, what was your first impression of this subject of first impressions? Oh, man, my first impression was, what are you talking about? Are you trying to get some tips on dating? Where is this going? <laughs> yeah, Matt, why are you so intrigued with yeah. first impressions? Yeah. The real We've truth. already got them out here. I think he's looking How? for guidance. What was the inspiration for this? <laughs> The real inspiration behind this, which I really wasn't planning to bring up, but I've been convinced to bring up, is, you know, the podcast is always on my mind. I do practice law, the restaurant, but the podcast is kind of at the top forefront. We had a couple other topics, and forewarning, John did pick this, but I was eating food the other night. I went to the bathroom, and I roll in there as I'm going to the bathroom. The name of the urinal 
or the company that makes it is First Impressions. And I thought to myself, what a freaking great podcast topic, First Impressions, because there a lot goes on when you make a first impression on somebody. Time out. I, I totally misunderstood. <laughs> you said the urinal said that, or the urinal little soap. The deal company that's in was the called First Impressions. What's, what's the deal? Yeah, the, I don't know what John just said, nice. but the company <laughs> on <laughs> the company on the uh, that makes the manufacturer of you know the urinal slash I'm guessing the other bathroom equipment in there. First Impressions. Nice. Yes. I'm kind of uh, wondering. Why, I was also wondering why did the company name themselves First Impressions making. The bathroom equipment. I wonder what went behind that name, or maybe they mm. make a whole lot of stuff. Didn't Google it, but it nonetheless good inspiration for the topic. Yeah, great topic. I, am, I wonder what it says on the toilets. Number two impressions. No, <laughs> 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 so, so, it'd be like second impressions. <laughs> okay, <laughs> that's funny. Laughter out of the way. That's where we're going to head today. And John actually did vote when we came up. We have some other good topics coming down the road. Um, this is where we're at because it was John's turn to pick today. So, John, with that said, why don't you roll us into the good old weekly Would You Rather, brother? Okay. I have a listener suggested Would You Rather. Okay. Um, it's a patient of mine. You know who you are. I didn't get... Uh, clearance to share her name so i'm not going to share that today but she wanted to know what you guys would think and what you would rather go through the zombie apocalypse or catastrophic or total worldwide radiation exposure dun, 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 dun. okay go ahead cc Hmm, that's a tough one. Both of them are not good. <laughs> but um, I guess the radiation exposure, from my experience in watching movies and whatever news, that stuff doesn't go away when it comes around, right? Mm-hmm. If there's like a nuclear fallout, so you're going to get cancer. Like Chernobyl, watch that miniseries on HBO. It's pretty wild. Um, so, you know, it leads to a lot of health problems. And if you can't escape it, then you're just all going to eventually die. I think with the zombie apocalypse, um, I've got a few... Um, tools that might help me slow those guys down. Um, and <laughs> I, like, with Craig. And I like to think that those guys are like the movies. They're not really, they're kind of stupid and they kind of slog around and they can't really, so you lock yourself in your house and you know, everybody gets on board and you take out enough of them. You can kind of hold the fort down for a while. Um, granted, if they get a hold of you, it might be a more painful death than the other, but I'm going to fight these zombies till we get them. About you, Matt. I don't know much about either one of these topics, to be 100% honest with you, but my first can't thought was, man, I'm going with the zombies. I'll just make friends with them, man. <laughs> <laughs> it's, kind of, it's kind of my MO in life. I'm like, why not? We'll just make Ooh, friends. I have no he doubt. He would get eaten quick. <laughs> I have no doubt that this place is getting invaded by zombies. And we look outside, and there's like a bunch of zombies kind of zombie laughing and hanging out with Matt. And he's like, he's like buddies with them, and then he's representing them in like zombie lawsuits and stuff. <laughs> This guy bit me. (laughs) Bring one on the cast. (laughs) That's awesome. No, I thought it was an interesting interesting perspective. So I was like, oh, yeah, I'll pitch it out, I'm sure. Then I was like, well, never mind. I'm just going to throw it out. They won't have a choice. They'll just have to answer. Um, Looking at those two, yeah, the radiation exposure would be bad. Sure, we do have some things that we could use to help counteract it. Obviously, there would not be enough to go around for everybody. So that would probably be pity. Uh, pretty catastrophic um, for a large portion of the population. So 
I'm kind of like y'all. I think, uh, you know, I could fr- survive some of those zombies. I want to give a shout out to the Korean zombie, Jay Chang. Oh, yeah, man. Good old Jay. Um, since we're talking about this, but, um, I don't know, not all of the zombie movies. Some of those people are pretty fast or, you know, if you've well, seen world war Z, yeah. they got fast man in that one. So, but anyway, I think I'm, I'm like you, I think I could, I've got some tools that I could help, um, defend myself and keep them away. I guess we'd ha- probably have to form a protective circle around hot dog to try to keep him from making too many zombie friends and all that kind of thing. <laughs> Save him from himself yet again. (laughs) Well, I thought that was pretty good. Creative. Again, like I said, I don't know a ton about either one, but I'm glad you two seem to be studied up and knowledgeable about both uh, facets here. I think I need a hot dog called the zombie apocalypse. (laughs) The zombie apocalypse with Frankie out there. Yeah, that's right. (laughs) The Frankie apocalypse. I'll loot on Frankie here a little bit later for the listeners. Um, Okay, let's hop on into the topic. First impressions. I think the first thing that really came to my mind is like, what do you think of when you meet somebody for the first time? You know, I think a lot of times some of us don't care. Some of us overthink it. It might be a business meeting. It could be a date or something like that. It could be somebody from like high school you haven't seen in a long time making a new first impression on them because people change over time. What do y'all think just in general about, is it a big deal, a first impression? Is it not a big deal? Does it depend on the circumstance? What you think? Yeah, I mean, it can be a big deal. Um, you know, they say that you you make first impressions in a, a split second. So uh, it just depends on what kind of interaction you have and if you have the ability to overcome that if you don't make a good uh, first impression. Um, so I think it just depends. You know, if you're in for a job interview or if you're speed dating, obviously you got to get in, get out, make a good impression, and then move on. But um, it just depends on the situation. Yeah, I think first impressions, that's kind of what y'all both said. It's just, I think initially, you know, when you meet somebody, how they come across, how they look, you make a really quick first impression. And, um, you know, I think that could also kind of have a little bias sometimes into uh, what you decide. You know, we may have a certain perception of what somebody's supposed to look like or behave, and if they dress or look opposite of what we thought or say or act opposite what we thought, we might tend to make a premature impression like Steve said, and um, but it's interesting how sometimes you need more time to see if that holds to be true or not. Mm-hmm. So that might be something interesting worth talking about. Yeah, absolutely, because I think at times some people can be uber outgoing. Like you could meet also meet someone like at a party or something. They've had a little bit to drink. They're a little different than if you would just meet them in a work environment. Like the environment or the situation in which you meet the person. Some people really quiet, shy, want to kind of fill you out when they meet you. So I think that... Personally, I try not to put a whole lot of stock in first impression. One of my downfalls is I see the best in almost any person or any situation, so I can get fooled quite a bit. Um, Like in my own line of work here, I had these two guys. They came in, got in a car wreck. One dude was a U-Haul, ran into the back of the other one, had a police report, had everything. They seemed extremely credible talking to him. And like two weeks later, there's a private investigator out of Austin, Texas calling me saying, hey, um... Those dudes are like best friends, man. They rented the U-Haul, ran to the back of each other intentionally. Like, wow. So I see the best in like mm. any situation. I'm not going to judge judge what's coming across. So sometimes you can get fooled by a first impression, or at least I can. That's true. What are your thoughts on, um, yeah, I've been fooled too <laughs> on different <laughs> situations. But what about your, what are your thoughts on letting a bias impact your first impression in that you may have somebody with a certain mm. opinion of someone 
Um, and it kind of takes away that person's opportunity to, to be who they are for you because for whatever reason, they didn't have a, uh, a good first impression with someone else. I, we, you brought this topic up, and I recalled a study or something I read about, and I think it was at Harvard, and there was a professor, and I may have used this on a different cast we had, I'm not, I don't recall, but what was interesting about it was um, he had two lectures he was giving. Well, the first class was given a, auto, you know, a little write-up um, on the professor as written by somebody who'd known him before. It was almost like a little opinion, and it talked about how the professor was very arrogant, short-tempered, didn't let the students, you know, ask questions, just a lot of negative attributes. It was just sort of this student's opinion. And they had another group, and they said, this guy's warm, he's wonderful, he's super nice, um, very pleasant, uh, he listens. I'm sorry, it was the same class. Half the kids got one, half the kids got the other. At the end of the lecture, they were all asked to um, rate and review the um, professor. The ones who were given the information saying that he was a bad guy all had negative things to say. You know, he really didn't seem like he cared. He didn't uh, He just didn't want to teach very well. He just gave all these negative attributes. The ones that read the positive review, oh, he's so great. He was so funny, so nice. Same talk, same group of people, but half were led with information that said he was a negative person, half left led with a positive, and it totally changed their perception of yeah. the entire experience. I thought that was mind-blowing. Yeah, that's, that's pretty neat. And I think that kind of goes back to one of our other podcasts uh, with uh, Brittany Wagner. Unbelievable. Uh, I literally just heard Brittany. Yeah, Brittany talked about that. You know, um, you know, she deals with student athletes. And one of the things that she did early on in her career that she felt was unhelpful was she got prior information of why these kids got in trouble and what the situation was. And she found that, you know, she ended up having a first impression or prejudging these people before she even had the chance to make the encounter with them herself and make the first impression. And it was a very negative thing for her that she down the road decided, Hey, you know, I'm just going to take people as they are when they walk in and, uh, you know, start from that day and move forward and try to judge their behavior, their life and uh, what kind of person they are moving forward and not, put them in a box that may be, you know, not where they are today. Yeah. I think the bias thing is a pretty big deal, Greg. I, I think that you probably should, if someone's giving you, you could be a recommendation. Like I could say, Hey, go see Dr. Morton for treatment, you know, go see uh, Dr. Caraway. They're both excellent in their fields. If you hurt, you got an injury, they can help you out. So I think it can help also by giving, if someone trusts you and is looking for some advice and then they go see you, that first impression is probably an easier one for them to make in that circumstance, meeting y'all, seeing y'all for treatment, whatnot, versus if they don't have one, it can help in that way. So, but I also think, yeah, if it's from a negative stance, not, not a positive one, it is hard for the human mind to block that out. And I do think that that's true, John. I went there too, thinking about Brittany and what she said with the student athletes. Um, but I, I think that goes back to trying to really judge something for what in our, and or how you see it. Because A, people change, and B, you don't know the circumstances in which the other person could be tainted, mm -hmm. their view could be tainted about that individual or circumstance and whatnot. It's true. You don't know the person that you're interacting with with their preconceived uh, biases. and those, Correct. Yeah. Absolutely. Another thing I was thinking about when it comes to first impressions that is a, a strong effort is like TV commercials or a product being sold or a pitch being made. Somebody's trying to do something to, to get us to invest in, right? You're investing in the people, but you're investing in a product. The effort 
energy that goes into trying to make that pitch and or why something is done a certain way. What do y'all think about that? The way we're marketed certain things in life, you know, that could again be TV commercial radio. When you go into a grocery store and you know, all the different things on the aisle trying to get you to buy something that that's a first impression you're making on some type of material item. Yeah. I think, uh, from a marketing aspect, they've, they've gotten very good at, uh, the human psychology and how to predict behavior. Um, so I think that's something that they're very good with TV, radio, uh, product placement in store. So I think that's something that, you know, they know how to push our buttons. They certainly know how to push my kids' buttons. They put the candy by the register. So every time you're trying to get out of the, <laughs> get out of the building, you you got candy flying around and trying to get out of the store, those types of things. So yeah, I think, um, that's, that's used on us on a daily basis. Anytime that you enter any kind of market, whether that be, you know, Facebook or Amazon or uh, just the grocery store. It's interesting. I guess we relate what something looks like to its quality. So, you know, you think about a, a restaurant that's really nice, that's their product, you know, and you walk in and you've all been to really nice places where you walk in and it's just a different level of service, a different aesthetic. Um, everything's just top notch. That's the impression they're creating and you just fall in love with it. So they're, they're selling that product. Like on the, some of these nicer products you can buy, or if you go to the market and look on the shelf, you can see that people are, I mean, that's they're all trying to get our attention. Like the whole world is always trying to get our attention and make that first impression count. And it's kind of crazy when you think about it, because kind of like whenever we interact with somebody, we're kind of trying to sell ourselves in a sense, mm -hmm. right? To whether that's our, our thought, our opinion, our product, our service. And so it makes you kind of contemplate how, how are you wrapping that package? You know, you're of yourself. How are you presenting to, to give yourself an advantage in a situation where you are hoping that they will buy into your idea, thought, um, or what you're trying to communicate. Yeah. And I think a couple things come to my mind. One of it, one of those is good old AccuPlus here, Craig. Oh uh, yeah. You can probably speak to that. AKA Craig Cream. Yeah, <laughs> that's right. You can probably speak to that a little bit. I mean, I think when I see the branding, the messaging you're trying behind to have behind that is really a true way to better your life by feeling better, a tool that can really help you feel better, not just a product being sold. What about that? What about some of the messaging and stuff? You, you probably have a pretty advanced background on that. Let, yeah, me, let me jump into that first before you get started. So um, when Dr. Morton here uh, introduced me to Craig Cream, he called me and said, hey, man, I want to take, take you lunch. I want to talk to you about this stuff. And, uh, you know, I realized that it was a cream that he wanted to talk about. And I was like, oh, my goodness, here we go. Another topical analgesic. That's all we need. Yeah, we yeah. got everything. <laughs> we got everything out there in the world. You know, there's thousands of them. That's what we need. One more. <laughs> Uh, and Typical then, judging you already. Bro. And, no, that's really, great. that that's was great. the first impression that yeah, I, that I had coming out because there's tons of them. Right, I mean, yeah. they're all over the place. You go to a seminar, we go to seminars. They've got vendors that are trying to sell it to us. They're giving us products, all these kinds of things. So I run that on a consistent basis. And then when I started looking into the formula of his product, the things that are in there, like the MSM, the magnesium, the arnica, the other things that. Uh, you can absorb topically and get a true benefit from that was very unique uh, to his product. I was like, okay, now I'm interested in this. And um, I've been using it in my office and my patients really love it. So that was an example where I was like, oh, great, here we go. Something else that we don't need. And he nailed it. 
when in fact you need it. When in fact it's it's better than anything I've used before. So well, good work. Oh no, yeah. Well, I think at the end of the day, uh, a good first impression comes down to passion and and what you, if you really care about your product and what you're trying to do for people and it comes from your heart, then you don't really have to try too hard. Mm-hmm. You know. So when you look at all these pain creams on the market and they're these big big box companies in the middle of nowhere and they claim to have it's a big marketing thing. Whereas for me, it was different. I'm I take care of people in pain. I know what's on the market. I know what worked, what didn't. And I tried to find a better option for my patients first and foremost. And it came from the heart, passionately wanting to make them better. And I was like, you know, if it can help my patients, then maybe it can help others. And so that was the fire behind it. And I think about that like as well with you guys. And like, let's use Matt. You know, he's out as an attorney on his own. And, you know, I don't know many attorneys who who have the compassion for their clients like he does. I mean, he's how many attorneys actually call you all the time who visit your site, who go and look at your life, go to your house, knock on your door. I mean, that level of care and that level of service is, I mean, and I'm not saying he's my friend, but I mean, it's like legit. I mean, I've never seen that and I've never seen the results um, that Matt can get for his clients. So it's just a different level of, of giving everything you've got. Yeah, I think you're right. When you speak to, and that was one of the questions I was going to ask on a first impression situation. I think when I first started practicing law for myself personally, I was trying to like, you know, probably not be someone that I 100% wasn't, but come across like, oh, I'm a lawyer, I'm going to do this, 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 this. Where now when I go around and about, I'm truly like myself. What you're seeing is what you're getting. But I think a lot of us, when we try to make a first impression, like in my case, on a client or somebody we're meeting for the first time, could be a business meeting, etc a date you're trying to maybe build a facade that is not 100 percent you because you think that that's the persona that should be there what do y'all think about that the conflict of being yourself versus man trying to be someone you want that other person to think you are being or act the way that you would think that people would want you to act in a situation no i agree i mean you know i joined a group practice whenever i first got out and started practicing and uh, you know, all the people that I work with were great people, but they were different than I was. I'm certainly a lot more boisterous than they are. And, uh, Life at <laughs> they were just, you know, for lack of better term, a little bit more stiff than I was. So for a period of time, I felt like I kind of restricted, uh, some of, some of myself in that way. Uh, cause I was like, okay, well, this is how everybody acts. Maybe I need to tone myself down to some extent. Obviously, I don't do that anymore. Um, and, you know, it's that was the impression that I thought I needed to do, at least for a short period of time. You know, and no doubt, Steve is who he is. Man. He ain't afraid <laughs> to pretend percent. to be anything. And that's, and your patients reflect that when they talk about, they're not going to the stiff, um, collared, <laughs> wear a tie and act like, I, I have, you know, I'm too busy for you. No, Steve's going to get in there and be there for you and talk to you and make you laugh and make, a you laugh and make, make it a pleasant experience. Cause when you're hurting, it's not a pleasant experience. So you might as well be with someone who not only cares about you, but it's going to make you feel comfortable. And I think that's the best part of the healing process. I'm definitely going to try to tickle you verbally. There's no doubt about it, which, which brings me to a little story about John. And we've mentioned this before. My first impression of John, oh, just my as goodness. much as John was judging Craig on the, the Kirk Cream <laughs> meetup, was kind of John and I, whenever John first, when I met John, about begging me to play tennis. And I turned him down a good four or five times, actually ignored him, then turned him down a good four or five times. And, you know, he wound up as one of my best friends to the day. And even after I met him first time, I was like, man, this guy's out there. <laughs> <It's> sad. <laughs> 
And, you know, I really, I'm thankful that John was persistent in needing someone to play tennis. I'm not really thinking of just myself because I probably wouldn't be here because my own first impression, I was like, man, this guy, stalker, don't <laughs> want to go play tennis. That's true. He was, his first impression was it was aggressive for somebody to invite him to play tennis, especially more than one time. But it's so funny now that, uh, you know, we, he just told a little story right before uh, we got on the air of him inviting somebody to come on the podcast. So look, if you got those kind of results whenever you're trying to send out hooks to real people in, what about that? Hey, since we're on first impressions, I remember the first time I met Matt and it was similar. It was very funny. Awesome. Probably. So, <laughs> no, honestly, he doesn't. So you were actually a patient. Yeah. had some upper back pain, which we all get. And, uh, but Matt being Matt and an attorney and very thorough and very uh, vocal and descriptive in his symptoms was one of my patients who was very descriptive in his symptoms. And so it was, uh, it was funny. It's like, man, he's really, he's, he's really analyzing this thing, you know, at a higher, <laughs> at a higher level than my average patient, which required me to like step up my game. <laughs> and, you know, needless to say, those patients take a little more time than others. <laughs> I was like, please get out of the I know. room. And so Woo. I was like, really, I was, I, we were helping, but it was funny. And so it was ironic that we circled back and we were working out in the same gym. And I was like, oh my gosh, that's, that's McLathery. You know, what if he's got back pain still or something? And <laughs> of course, that's, like, he, that's that guy that talks a lot. Oh <laughs> man. And of course we hit it off and he becomes one of my best friends and it's awesome. And I, in retrospect, I kind of giggle because I think of, there's plenty of times in my life where I've encountered something or someone who that for whatever reason, that was the impression I had at that time, but it wasn't until I gave them a chance to really get to know them or learn more about it. Um, and we've, we've all just had examples of that. I always laugh. I watch some of these YouTube videos, these guys who, you know, go in street clothes, shorts and t-shirt to like an exotic car dealership. And you know, all these salesmen are kind of blowing them off and brushing them off. And then, They'll have one, it was so funny. I mean, this guy was really getting turned away. He sir, don't touch that. Don't, don't know. That's only for people who want to buy it. He's like, oh, I kind of want to buy it. And there'd be like one little salesperson who would kind of give in like, no, I'll show you around. They're just being friendly. They knew this guy wasn't going to buy it. He'd cut a check for, you know, a quarter million dollar Ferrari. Yeah. And he just did it. Boom. On the spot. And then he's just watching these jaws drop. And it's like, they judged him based yeah. on the way he looked, not realizing he, he could have bought as many of those as he wanted. And that was the big shtick on this video. It's kind That's of interesting. Awesome and a great point. And I think that does um, bring to a th- uh, kind of a subtopic under first impressions, which is judging people or things, etc. Because you, you A, don't know when you meet somebody, too, they could be in a rough spot, spot in life. Mm-hmm. 100%. They could have just gone through something really difficult in life. They could also be on the highest moment of their life, right? So the circumstances in which we meet people, I think, plays a big role in the, the impressions that either we feel someone gives us or we might make on someone else. Yeah, I spoke about that on one of the earlier podcasts. Now, you know, one of the first trips that we went on the Highlands that uh, we had a server that was not very warm, not mm-hmm. very welcoming. We were all like, oh, man, what's going on with this this lady? Uh, and like I usually try to do, I'm going to wear them down and see what we can get out of them, see if we can turn them around. And, uh, you know, the, the short of it was... You know, her son was deployed to the military, and uh, she was very concerned, didn't know where he was, and, you know, she loosened up and ended up being very friendly uh, and nice, but obviously had a lot on her mind, so that was something that, you know, we didn't prejudge her, we tried to wear her down and pull her back into the um, lighter side of life, and we did that at least for a short period of time, so... 
I think there's always opportunities to uh, maybe overcome those first impressions, whether that be you forcing it on other people uh, like we did in that situation or, uh, you know, more interactions with people down the road. Yeah, absolutely, John. I think that's a good point and a good um, example there for sure. And I think another thing is we sometimes don't realize how we come off to people as well. I think that you can, uh, you know me, I'm always trying to give a tip or two out there, rely on your friends, etc., to tell you how you might come off to somebody because you might think in your head, and I have a good example would be Courtney, uh, my right hand up here at the law office. When she was first um, working under me, she came off. I had the very business side of Matthew. She got to see that wonderful side. And versus, and I was thinking all the time, man, I'm so helpful, so nice, <laughs> so chill. Like in my own head, my ego, right, is like, oh, whatever. And then literally I bring her, she was used to be an intake specialist, and then I bring her on to be my paralegal, and now she's our director of operations here. And she tells me like a year later, she's like, yeah, like, man, I was like kind of scared like from the serious <laughs> like business side and i was like what the heck are you serious that's what you really saw and she's like yeah you're like really cool pretty funny goofy i had no idea and i'm thinking in my head man i want people to think that i'm really yes. cool really funny like what the heck and she was seeing like the business because we we have meetings etc girlfriend i'm like but i had no idea so that was extremely helpful feedback that she gave me to, to so when i'm in certain other situations because I really wouldn't want someone to think that, but I do have that side where I can be kind of in the zone doing my thing. Um, kind of like in that email, I'll let you read beforehand here, Craig, on one of my cases, yeah. like I can beat the, the work side comes out sometimes. So it's like, you know, it makes me think of a situation like similar. I had a nurse who's joined, uh, my, my practice and, uh, she came from a place where it was very strict, very serious. And the doctors, you know, on this high pedestal and you, it's military, you know, like mm -hmm. kind of, discipline over there and i'm i like to have more of a carefree maybe not yeah i don't know if i'm as carefree as steve <laughs> I don't think anybody's that level. but a much more carefree and it was almost like i don't think she knew quite how to handle the situation you know using my little mat isms if you want to call them that my little sayings and just kind of being a little lighthearted because you know we're taking care of people in pain so you want to make it make it as fun as you can but how you might you what actions can you take and do that would help someone else first impression of you um be be more accepted like what are some of the things that we do that, like in your case, she was expecting a situation like, well, he's kind of cool. Like mm -hmm. this is working out, you know, what are some ways we can kind of help people let the guard down that maybe come in with a bias or preconceived notion, whether it's how we talk, how we behave, how we hold our body, how we smile. What are, what are some, um, that was a great one. And just, you know, some of the tools we shared about kind of helping you overcome that. Or if you're just tired, like episode 47, fighting the fatigue of life. <laughs> I thought those were good, you know, cause I, yeah, because life wears us down and we get overwhelmed and I think it impacts how our relationship with those we care about. But we forget that a lot of times we're meeting people for the first time, whether it's a patient or a client and not letting overwhelm or fatigue sort of change who we are and make it a bad experience for them because it's not their fault that we're going through that we need to kind of be um the best version of ourselves, and like you said smiling um asking questions um you know compliments i think that goes a long way towards you know opening up the dialogue so that you can help them better because they're not going to put the wall up because a lot of times what we do whether it's helping a client or a patient we need to be open and be able to have that free flow trust going back and forth because it helps the communication process and anything we can do to avoid breaking that down. I think it's awesome. Absolutely, man. And you know what? I just in thinking about that when you were saying that, I think we should, I try my best as I'm getting a little older in life. One of my things is treat people like I want to be treated. I'm going to treat, I really 
try that hard in my life. I try that with my clients. And I think something for me is I try to realize like we're all susceptible. Andrew Mims on the uh, recent podcast, you know, really opened up to some of the anxiety things he's going through. I think as human beings, we're all susceptible of going through those real highs, lows, whatever the emotion is. It can be sadness, grief, happiness, joy. And I think if you can try to realize that any person you're talking to, we all share the same human spirit. We're all children of God made in that image. And I try my best to see that. I'm not saying we're all also, we have the flesh, so it's difficult to do that at times. But being able to realize that we're all susceptible of things is, a, is an easy way. Um, if you do, like you said earlier, Craig, have a bias against somebody to realize, hey, man, maybe that just wasn't their best moment, wasn't their best time. Yeah. or uh, So that's something that I personally think is a, a good little tip. Yeah, that's something, I mean, what you just talked about is something along the lines that, that I've been incorporating into my daily prayer life is to uh, ask, you know, I ask to help, you know, see Christ in other people, mm-hmm. help see that reflection. And, you know, it's not always easy to do um, whenever people are grouchy or they're mean or they're mad or they're just being stubborn. Um, um, so it's something that I would like to do better. I think I do a pretty good job at it. Uh, but always want to improve uh, and excel in, in things that I do. So that's something that I've implemented recently. Pretty neat. Yeah, dude, I that's think awesome. that's great, especially that's in the awesome. prayer life happening. I love that, man. That's awesome. Man, that's awesome, guys. Uh, great tips today. I appreciate y'all's feedback. I was actually wondering if one of y'all could hit that. I mean, how about you, Matt? Any, any pumping brakes, hitting gas? Yeah, man, I'm going to take it this week, and I'm not really sure which one this falls under. Take it to the house. Yeah, um, I guess I'm going to go with hit the gas. That is done at Botskis. Recently, we have, um, I guess I'm called a mascot, John. Yeah, that's, I guess, I don't really, there's no words to describe, really. <laughs> no words. <laughs> there are no so words. We have a, we have a uh, dancing hot dog <laughs> in the flesh, on the streets, uh, finally named Frankie. And cool backstory to how this came about. So since I've owned Botskis, I, myself and Israel have had it for uh, be five years in March. And I've always wanted one of the guys to like go to the downtown businesses, areas in uh houses in the area and hand out like coupons pamphlets whatever so finally we're like we're at a place we're going to do this five years later and john is on board now and so israel john and i are talking about it at lunch one day and so i'm like hey we need this to happen and john says hey how about carson which is one of our employees great kid really positive outgoing fella actually short aside 1.2 million people applied to this internship in New York for theater school. 200 people got in, and he was one of 200. Wow. So he has a talent, a real real talent here. That's awesome. And so John says, how about Carson? I'm like, man, what a fantastic idea. <laughs> and then Israel says, um, man, why don't we put him in a hot dog seat? <laughs> and so we ask him, and the guy literally is like, no, man, you could pay uh, I would pay you to do that. You don't need to pay me to do it. He said, if you get me a hot dog suit, I'll do whatever yeah, you I'm want. Fixed, man. Like, this is it. Wow, like, that's, his, want, that's his yeah. element, no, man. Pat, he's you don't even on, have man. to pay me, is yeah. what he said. You literally don't even have to pay me. <laughs> oh, wow. So, we get Carson going out there on the streets, a.k.a. Frankie. And my goodness, dude, the the amazing feedback we've gotten about him making people's day. We've had video with kids dancing with him. The joy that he has been able to provide people. You know, this was really a thing to like kind of put the word out about Botskis, but I really think it's fundamental. And John, you can probably hop on some of this too. It made me, why I would say hit the gas, so to speak, 
we should all try to provide some type of joy for people like that. Like, and he's using his God given talent out there in a way that also makes him feel fulfilled. He's texted me about that as well. So I think it's really neat. Um, again, seeing the kids, uh, in the videos, the joy in their eyes, the people in town who have sent us stuff, a pretty cool thing. Yeah. Not everybody gets the opportunity to dress up in a hot dog suit and dance around on the streets, but, uh, you know, you have an opportunity to interact with different people every day and, you know, it can be a wide variety of interactions or comments or things that you can do to have a positive, uh, influence with people. Um, so just be on the lookout for those situations where you can do it. But you could always put on a hot dog suit, too. That would be pretty fun. Begging John to do this forever. Frankie said he wants John to play a role with him in an upcoming skit. So Wait, can we have a battle of two hot dogs? <laughs> <laughs> Dueling hot dogs. Dueling hot dog dance hall? Hey, I will be there. Because I can tell you the social media posts have been awesome. Because Frankie is truly bringing a lot of joy to people. And it's making their day. I mean, like you can't help but smile. So it's definitely making a great impression. And it reminds us all that, hey... Like Matt said, we're only here uh, for a snap of a finger, so make the most of it. Um, like Steve said, smile, laugh, give give everybody your best version of yourself every day. And if that might be your first impression, but it also might be the last chance you can make an impression because um, you never know where you're going to be called up. So let's no, just awesome, uh, let's just give it all we got. That is phenomenal advice. And um, look, guys, we appreciate everybody tuning in with us today. Um, we've appreciated the sport. The gaining of listeners. If you get a chance, we'd love it if you would rate, review, subscribe to the podcast. And until next time, we'll catch y'all later. Aye. Hey, y'all. If you've been enjoying picking up what we've been laying down, subscribe and never miss an episode. Find us on social media and let us know who's driving your car this week. You can find us on Facebook and Instagram at Who's Driving Your Car Podcast. Timing, sun is shining, nothing more I need. Yeah. If you feel like this your best life, won't you say?